how is this out and about? Thought I'd see if anybody wants to play some round ball. You're listening to the Bet Slippin' Podcast Daily NBA Show. Featuring Jeff Clark from USA Today Sportsbook Wire. What up, homies? Welcome back to the Bet Slippin' Podcast Daily NBA Show. You know who it is, your host, Jeff Clark, sports betting analyst here over at Sportsbook Wire. USLA.com. It's Thursday, February 3rd. We got a six game slate in the NBA. I have four best bets. I'm coming in red hot. Um, I went two and one in Wednesday's best bets, hitting with the Celtics minus five and a half, Lakers minus three and a half, losing with the Nuggets plus two and a half. I'm seven and two this week, 38 and 27 in 2022. So your boy is um, building this bankroll. Hopefully, you're following me and helping. And, uh, and building your bankroll as well. Um, yesterday, again, I went 2-1, and one, hit with the Celtics, minus 5.5 as they beat the Charlotte Hornets, 113-107, squeaking uh, out a win for us. Robert Williams III had a uh, go-ahead on the 5.5-point on the uh, spread, had a go-ahead dunk in the last, like, 10 seconds. And the Hornets missed shots as time expired. Um, and, and the Nuggets or the Celtics barely covered that five and a half point spread. They played a pretty crappy game, committing a lot of stupid turnovers and, and, and fouls. But, um, hey, we're lucky to kind of get home on that one. Whatever, we'll take the win. Next win that I got was the Lakers minus three and a half. Um, when they uh, visited, excuse me, hosted the Portland Trailblazers, beat them 99 to 94. Um, if I'm being honest, I didn't even watch the end of the game. Um, I'm actually in L.A., but I'm a YouTube TV subscriber, and L.A. Um, Lakers and Clippers aren't available to YouTube TV subscribers, despite me also owning the League Pass. So I typically have to pirate Lakers or uh, Clipper games, um, but I just didn't. So didn't have to sweat that one. I uh, just woke up with a winner in my account. That was nice. And then I whiffed with the Denver Nuggets visiting the Utah Jazz. I laid, or excuse me, I took two and a half points to the Nuggets in hopes of Nikola Jokic playing against the depleted Jazz team. Turns out Nikola Jokic and Aaron Gordon were sad for the Nuggets. That game closed at the Nuggets getting six and a half. So they ended up beating the closing line um, in a 108-104 loss to the Jazz. They actually took a a lead heading into the first uh, and heading into the second half, but um, just was on the wrong side of that one. Bad analysis. I actually had, uh, I expected Nikola Jokic to miss the first of Denver's back-to-back on, on Tuesday. So I probably should have stayed away from the Nuggets against the Jazz, but I don't know. I, I, I took a shot and I whiffed. What can I say? Uh, moving on to Thursday. Again, there's a six-game slate in the NBA. I have four best bets. My four best bets are the Suns, minus 5.5 at the Atlanta Hawks. Um, the Raptors, minus 3.5 hosts in the Chicago Bulls. I'm going over 221.5 in the Miami Heat-San Antonio Spurs game. And I'm going plus 3.5 with the Los Angeles Lakers um, in a in a... Civil War match at the Crypto.com Arena versus the Los Angeles Clippers. Now, if you're uh, subscribed to the Bet Slippin' Podcast, you you notice that uh, you got a podcast yesterday, two podcasts yesterday, um, the first being the NBA Daily Podcast and the second being like a sports betting potpourri where we touch on um, NBA futures. Uh, I touched on the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Uh, my co-host Nathan Beagle had a couple picks in college basketball, and I also um, handicapped two of the games 
um, on my bed slip for Thursday in the NBA. So I'm giving you two of those, um, which you've already heard if you if you're listening to all the bed slipping podcasts. And then I added two more just so I can add some depth to this uh, to this uh, to this daily uh, NBA show and hopefully provide some more winners. I'm, I'm I'm hot. I'm seeing it well. I think so. Let's uh, let's hope that uh, my 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 hot streak continues and we have another winning Thursday or another winning day this Thursday. On to the handicaps. I'm going with the Suns minus five and a half visiting the Atlanta Hawks. Phoenix has won eleven in a row. Uh, Atlanta had its seven game win streak snapped and a one hundred six one hundred loss to Toronto. They were without Trey Young. We actually cashed on that game taking Toronto. Phoenix beat Atlanta 121-117 November 6th in their first head-to-head this season. They covered a three-and-a-half-point line. Booker was phenomenal, scored a game-high 38 on 67% shooting. Uh, The factors as to which I like or as to why I like Phoenix here is because uh, they're far superior than Atlanta in pick-and-roll action, and both teams run a lot of um, pick-and-roll action through their point guards. Obviously, Phoenix, Chris Paul. Um, and Atlanta's Trey Young, who is also listed as questionable. So um, if he misses tonight's game, the the Suns um, actually going off at four and a half now. Sorry, Suns minus four and a half. Um, that, that number can get up to, to Suns six and a half and Trey Young misses another game. But um, essentially, Phoenix is more efficient in pick and roll action. And I'll take Chris Paul over any point guard in a pick-and-roll head-to-head. So if these teams are going to exchange pick-and-roll half-court sets back and forth, give me Phoenix all day. Also, Phoenix prevails in winning time. They're the best clutch team in the league, 20-3 and in clutch situations, which are defined by a five-point margin within five minutes or or with five minutes remaining. They have a plus-45 net rating, which is 24 points better than the second best team which is I think the Washington Wizards. Atlanta has the second worst clutch net rating at minus 21.3 and they're 9 and 13 in the clutch. So if this game gets closed late, I expect Phoenix to gas Atlanta. Also, Phoenix just dominates bad defenses. Um, and Atlanta's 27th in defensive rating. Phoenix is 15 and 2 straight up versus bottom 10 defenses. They have the best adjusted net rating at plus 13.8 and the second best ATS differential at plus 5.3. Um, also, Phoenix is 12 and 6 as a road favorite at plus 6.2 ATS differential and 6 and 3 against the number on the road versus teams above 500. Whereas Atlanta is a one and three against the spread as a home underdog, and they have a minus four point one ATS differential. Let's book the Suns minus four and a half visiting the Atlanta Hawks. Next game, I'm liking the Toronto Raptors minus three and a half as they host the Chicago Bulls. Bulls have won four of five, so have Toronto. Bulls have covered uh, their three one and one against the spread in the last five. Toronto's four and one against the spread. Um, Chicago is two and one straight up and against the spread versus Toronto this season, including a 111 105 victory uh, January 26 as four point favorites. Toronto was without Fred Van Vliet in that game. If you remember, we took Toronto um, I th- uh, plus the four. Um, it was a close seesaw battle, but um, and, and Toronto got um, within. Within covering or could have covered that game, but um, Chicago ended up 
uh, pulling out the straight-up NATS victory. But again, Toronto is without Fred Van Vliet, and he makes a big difference. In fact, Toronto's backcourt is just far superior to Chicago's currently. Chicago's missing Lonzo Ball and Alex Caruso. So I think Fred Van Vliet should flee, uh, feast. Um, he's got a plus 14.5 adjusted net rating um, on off net rating, and that's 97th in the 97th percentile of point guards. Fred Van Vliet is averaging 21.5 points per game, 7 assists per game, and has a career-high 52.7 effective field goal shooting. Also, Gary Trent Jr., the shooting guard for the Raptors, have just been going off, has been going off lately. His last five games averaging 32 points per game on 50% shooting, 52% from three. He's had five or more three-pointers in each of his last five games, and he had 32 points versus Chicago January 26. Also, we're getting some um, reverse line movement in Toronto's direction. Um, A majority of the money and the actions on Chicago, but Toronto is getting pricier. That's a red flag. Anytime you see... um, uh, Vegas or the odds makers uh, move away from the more popular team, move the line away from the more popular team. That should raise red flags or raise your suspicions. Also, it's a better spot for Toronto. Let's be honest here. Toronto's 10-3 and against the spread at home versus teams above 500. Chicago's 4-5 and against the spread on the road versus winning teams. Um, Toronto's trending in a much better direction. Have uh, a top 10 adjusted net rating and um, ATS margin in the last two weeks where Chicago's 17th in both of those. So let's go with the Raptors minus three and a half. Next best bet is another one I gave out on yesterday's bet slip in um, general episode, if we're calling it that. But I'm going with the Heat Spurs over 221 and a half. Uh, Miami's losers of three straight, but they've went uh, 7-0 to the over in the last seven. San Antonio has lost two in a row themselves, but they're 4-2 and two to the over in the last six. Um, just, just in general, the trends line up for an over here. Miami's nineteen and nine on the road to the over. Uh, San Antonio's eighteen eight and one to the over at home with a plus six point two total margin. For whatever reason, just there are mad points scored in San Antonio this season. Also, this is another random uh, trend, but I think it applies. Uh, We'll see. It's in the analysis, so whatever. But Miami's 17-3 and to the over versus the West with a plus 7.8 total margin. It's hard to say 20-game sample size is a coincidence. Maybe it is. San Antonio's 14-7 and to the over versus the East with a plus 2.5 total margin. Also, styles make fights, and this style fits the over. Miami's a good three-point shooting team. San Antonio is a subpar three-point defense. San Antonio runs a whole, uh, has a pretty fast pace and gets out in transition at the eighth highest frequency. Miami is actually 20th in defensive points per play in the fast break, according to cleaningtheglass.com, but they're first in offensive points per play in the fast break, so they could be down for fast break basketball. Both teams have a pretty scattered injury report, but um, there's still have been over, uh, the over has been steamed up or this total has been steamed up by sharp money towards the over. This game opened at a two um, nineteen half point total, and it's already up to two twenty one and a half. Um, if you guys listened to yesterday's bet slipping podcast, the general show, you heard me talk about my buy price. I think being two twenty one and a half for this game, so it's still under that. I'm taking over two twenty one and a half for the Spurs, and the last reason, and probably the most important reason. 
all three referees officiate more to the over. In fact, they have a combined 63-46 and 46 record to the over this season. The uh, three uh, referees assigned to officiate this game, and that's 59% to the over. So let's go with the over 221.5 in the Heat-Spurs game. And then the final best bet here, this is also um, – given out in yesterday's bet slipping podcast but it was given out by my co-host nathan beagle shout out to him he made me um kind of focus a little further on this game although my handicap is pretty sharp or pretty square excuse me but i'm taking the lakers plus three and a half as they um meet the los angeles clippers in the crypto.com arena like the 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 arena that their co-tenants at uh, Lakers snapped a three-game skid by beating Portland last night, 99-94. We already talked about that. We cashed a ticket with that one. Um, the Clippers are 3-2 and two straight up in their last five, but 4-1 and one against the numbers, so they're trending in a good direction. And they beat the Clippers, or the, the Clippers beat the Lakers as two-and-a-half-point underdogs, 119-115 December 3rd. Um, in fact, I believe they won and covered four straight against um, their their arena mates, but Again, I have a pretty square analysis here. Lakers have better players. (laughs) I mean, they have Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis, and I don't think these guys are going to continue to struggle or underperform. Um, Anthony Davis has recently returned from injury. Russell Westbrook uh, hasn't been injured at all this season, and and they got Russell Westbrook, the Lakers did, to handle the dog days of the regular season. You know, he's a high-effort, high-intensity player, high-motor player, and they knew, the Lakers knew that, you know, LeBron James on year, what, 19-20 um, could be getting some rest days. He's currently nursing a knee injury, probably isn't going to play this game. Um, and Anthony Davis tends to be injury-prone. So they were hoping Russ could um, pick up the bulk of the production during the dog days of the regular season. So I think he's going to step up for the Lakers here in the near future um, or over the next couple weeks. Also, the trends um, just back the Lakers slightly. They're 4-2 and two against the spread on the second of a back-to-back. They've actually covered four straight with no rest. And the Clippers are 4-8 and eight against the spread with a rest edge. They have a minus 5.3 ATS differential. They're also 1-7 against the spread in their last eight as a home favorite. And 8-12 and 12 against the spread as a home favorite um, for the season itself with a minus 4.6 ATS differential. Also, they... They do not have a home court advantage uh, versus the Lakers in L.A. I I used to work for the Los Angeles Clippers. It was actually my first job when I moved out to L.A. And I sold season tickets for the Clippers. And there's really almost no one who could speak better to this than I can. I'm, I'm telling you. There will be more Laker fans at this game than Clipper fans. So um, Clippers don't perform well as a, as a home favorite as is. I'll take the Lakers getting points. I, outside of it being the second of a back-to-back game, uh, second of a back-to-back for the Lakers, I don't really see the three and a half points worth of difference, if I'm being honest. Um, I, I get that the Clippers are really well coached. I love Ty Lue and all that, but they do not have the talent to meet the Lakers or to, to keep up with the Lakers here. So maybe it's a bad spot for the Lakers. Um, for the aforementioned reasons, I don't think it is a bad spot. I'll take the three and a half of the Lakers. So quick recap on our best bets. I'm going with the Suns 
minus four and a half uh, as they host or as they visit the the Atlanta Hawks. I'm going with the Raptors minus three and a half as they host the Chicago Bulls. I'm taking the over 221 and a half in the Heat at the Spurs, and then I'm taking the Lakers plus three and a half as they visit the Clippers. Those are your best bets for the Thursday. Um, February 3rd, NBA bet slipping show. Best of luck with you, Fade, or follow me, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Peace. Thought I'd see if anybody wants to play some round ball. You're listening to the Bet Slipping Podcast's daily NBA show. Featuring Jeff Clark from USA Today Sportsbook Wire.